Lead and Be Legendary presents A Name Tag is Necessary. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of A Name Tag is Necessary. I am Name Tag Alexander. It's been a minute, man, since I've um, put out an episode. It's been a long time. I think the last episode I looked at, it might have been July, I believe. I, I want to say uh, shout out to Black Beethoven. I feel like he was on that episode, but it is, it's been a while. Since then, we have a uh, shout out to Peace of Mind. We've put out episodes of uh, Marvel of the Minds, just covering a bunch of uh, content from the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything. But outside of that, like a name tag is necessary. I hadn't really um, been on top of it like I normally would be as far as putting out episodes. And that just come, man. People get busy, man. Life is is it's a thing. Life is a thing between just recording uh, music, just trying to stay on top of that. And uh, we're not trying to, but staying on top of that, being consistent in that space, but also trying to make sure it's quality that I am putting out. And um, and then even in the sync license space, that's a thing. Uh, fatherhood that, you know, just working outside, just just doing a lot, man, just trying to uh, pretty much prioritize the time to really maintain and, and juggle, I guess, two podcasts on top of like a music career is just on top of like life, life happening outside of it. Uh, nothing negative for the most part. Um, man, I, I had been experiencing like crazy, like lower back issues, nothing that was like crippling or anything, but it was just like annoying. That was the thing. You didn't want to really sit up and record and you know what I mean? That was a thing on top of that. I, um, I sprained a muscle like after just probably just from working out for the most part. So the doctor said just cause I had been, I had up my regimen as far as like working out. And I hadn't really been stretching as properly as I should. So I had took on a new regimen as far as like lifting, just just some dumbbells, just increased the weight on those and hadn't really been stretching correctly and ended up uh, straining like a um, one of the with the muscle, my trap muscles or whatever uh, that was like right below my neck. So if it was more so like of a, a, a neck, a lower neck sprain, but like in the, in the back area, though. So that shit was crazy. I could barely like turn my neck for like a day and then I had uh obviously with the proper meds and everything and just rest ice you know just doing that um helped over time it still ain't really properly healed like I could still here and there just feel the aches but just just kind of looking up uh, uh I ironically enough uh YouTube University uh just going on YouTube and just looking up the right stretches kind of taking up yoga as well I'm not as consistent with it but it has helped out a lot um, just doing that and just a proper you'd be surprised as far as like how just stretching the proper way um, is just as efficient as exercising. Like as far as uh, what do you call it? The calisthenics or whatever. Just doing that helps just as much. Like I know a lot of people want to go hard and, and do the and do the uh, weight lifting and and go heavy on the push ups and everything. My regimen is just simple now. I'm pretty much doing planks um, in the morning, probably like. Uh, one minute to two minute planks in the morning. Um, same at night. I'm doing side planks and uh, also the wall planks as well. That's something that's been super helpful for me. And uh, and just a lot of just a lot of like I say, a lot of different type of stretches, man, that really, really have helped as far as just like the healing process, or whatever. Like I still have like some lower back soreness here and there. And um, same as far as the traps. But now it's more so from just the the. Uh, the light exercises and more so just stretching. And I, and I do need to kind of fall back and probably just do more so like three to five days out the week. Cause I was doing them every day 
and that really allowed my body a chance to rest, wondering why the hell I'm so sore. But that's helped out a lot. I've been feeling way better, just been more. Because even during that process, I was still, like, uh, writing and recording and, and still, uh, you know, just taking notes and, and trying to put together stuff for uh, Marvel of the Minds podcast and, and just notes for this podcast as well. Like, I was I was taking down, like, topics that I want to discuss and, um, and just episodes I want to record later down the line, but just not recording them because I, I wasn't, like, injured until a point where I couldn't really operate or nothing. It just was like, this is, uh, it could be a little discouraging because you're so used to just getting up and being on the go, but slowed you down, slowed me down just a tad bit. You know what I mean? But pretty much back at it, man. Uh, excited to try to, re- I'm now, mind you, with this podcast, I've never been a week to week, uh, barely a bi-weekly or uh, person when it came to putting out these podcast episodes for a name tag is necessary. But when I feel like I need to talk about something, I don't even want to say me too, but when I feel like I want to discuss something, um, be it a solo episode or if it's a guest that I want to have on, then, then yeah, you know, expect the episodes. But I'm never just putting the uh, episodes out just for the sake of, and it's not like a, a quality episode to me. However, that demand increases and it's like, yo, you know, we looking for the episodes like that, you know, like on it. Now, that's a little different, but in the meantime, it's whenever the fuck I feel like putting out these episodes, man. Anyway, to get into this uh, quick topic here, I just happen to be uh, scrolling on X or or Twitter. We don't always call it Twitter at the end of the day. Uh, Knife Wonder, shout out to Knife Wonder. He made a post and he said it was a thread, actually. And he said, man, having a middle ground in music, that was a thing. And he followed by saying it wasn't labeled as anything. It was one extreme or the other. The rhymes were dope. The beat was dope. The subject matter? Yeah, I really didn't care. You had DJ Quick's first album, then Tribe next. And then I played some Too Short, then came back around to Queen Latifah. Said the equalizer was soul. They all rapped over some soul or the feeling, whether fast or slow tempo, from Tonight by DJ Quick to Benita Applebaum by A Tribe Called Quest to <laughs> Damn Knocking the Boots by Candyman. It was all the feeling. He said, but now it truly seems that in order to have that feeling, you have to be either deep and in order to rap about the opposite, your music has to lack uh, the texture. Said the first rappers from this generation that figures out new wave subject matter and topic over that music that has the feeling. Sheesh, because if Meg Thee Stallion does her version of doggy style with her voice tone, and same subject matter over something that sounds like it's a doggy dog world. Or let's say if the city girls talk that scam and, and tricking talk over don't this a word don't disturb I'm saying it wrong, don't disturb this groove uh song with some eight oh eights, it's curtains. And then he ended it by saying, um, don't change the flow, don't change the topics, change the feeling. Then he said, Thanks for attending my uh Saturday morning TED talk. Uh, he followed in, too, by saying, P.S., if the City Girls did a I got a story to tell type of joint, telling the story on how somebody was scammed from start to finish with skits and all over some, 80, oh, some, um, over some 80s loops, I'm tuning in. Hell, I'm producing that. I thought that was a a, a dope take. Um, Just him presenting that because I've been feeling the same way because um, I guess it's been the hot topic, but fuck it, why not? Uh, the Drake album, whatever, and, and the, uh, the the high criticism on it 
at the end of the day was they uh the people that did critique it felt like he needs to grow up um his subject matter he needs to be a little bit more vulnerable in his music at the age that he is and he's creating music for a younger audience and um i don't fully disagree with those takes however i could say that from following his music uh from the jump we did always receive uh i guess you would say uh a sense of vulnerability from him from drake during those those projects early up until recent you know what i mean and um it wasn't necessarily like an album full of that but yeah, we we did get some vulnerability. Uh, it just was that it carried on from project to project where it was pretty much like the same situation. I get it. But when we got it early on, like I said, it wasn't full albums of that or full mixtape of that. You did get it in songs like here and there. And then I guess as time went on and he became more famous and, and accumulated more income from the music and other ventures that he was that he'd be involved in. Yeah, the subject matter changed some to where it's more like, you know, flashy, I'm rich, I got my money to you. I mean, and that's fine. But I understand what Knight is saying, like, that's cool. Talk about all that shit. Talk about all the flash shit, but make sure the sound or or and, and I'm not saying all people feel this way clearly, but I 100 percent relate and understand what Knight is saying because yeah, you you could you could talk all that fly shit, but make sure the quality of the music that you're presenting that fly shit over has some feeling to it. And I was talking about this in uh in one of the group chats that I'm in, and it was um uh, was basically saying like I'm noticing that the I don't know if it's the mix per se, but it, it almost is like the the quality of the production. It's like maybe they're and just to kind of go into the nerd out just a tad bit the compression of the mix like i can get in the car i have a, a, a just fine enough sound system in my vehicle to where when i get in that car the when you play these songs and i don't know if it's just because of its mp3s and it's on these streaming platforms maybe a, a music engineer could explain it to me or even a producer for that matter but it's like i don't know man it's just super flat like yeah you could feel a little bit of bass no matter how much you adjust it, but it's like, it just feel flat. Now, let me lead in with that also. And I should have, actually, I should have led in with saying I'm a drum snob. So I, my preference is the drums punching. Even if you're going to have some 808 in there, I still want them drums to punch. And if it's not going to be like that on every song, that's fine. But that difference is, it, it stands out highly to me when I'm listening to the song and it's like, the music sounds like overly compressed and it's not it's no punch to it it's just it's just super it's thin i guess for lack of better words it's very thin it's a thin sound and it makes it difficult to want to go back and revisit the songs or or the project now maybe we've noticed that over time as we've made that transition from analog to digital when it comes to mixing because to this day, I could throw on an album like Voodoo. I could throw on an album like uh, uh, Slum Village's Fantastic Volume 2 and constantly listen to that, not just because I personally feel the music is good, but something about that mix is not an all-the-way muddy mix, but it's, it's, it's a blend of both. It's just enough where it's crisp, and it's like it's, it's punching. 
And and I think that's where the feeling comes from. You could feel that at the end of the day. And like with a lot of the new music on a mainstream level, it's almost like that quality is stripped because of, I guess I should say, um, I guess mass production to where it's like, yo, we got to hurry up and get it done. We got to get it out. And and I, and I don't want to assume that nobody's taking their time with these records, but I think that's what's happening. I think people are rushing the music out and in the midst of rushing out that music, the feeling is missing. So I can I can 100% understand it because put it like this, put it like this. We we got to have an honest conversation about where when it comes down to it, man, we don't really be caring that much. We care to an extent, but not that much to where we always want the artist to be vulnerable in their music. Does it help a little with us with that music coming off as relatable when they're vulnerable and, and they're covering topics that we can relate to? It's like, damn, I went through that or something. Yeah, that that's cool. We we want that to an extent, but we got to stop acting like when that we want the artist to just go there. Like, let's let's use Drake as an example again. Man, he needs to come out with his uh four four four. No, he don't. No, he don't. He doesn't. Put it like this. I said it earlier. He's given us some vulnerability in earlier projects even up until now it's just on a it's it's different to i guess because we look at him like maybe because he, he's he's rich or something is not as relatable i don't know and maybe when he was on the come up and we heard those records it was like yeah i can understand that i get it I, I, i've been through that too drake you know what i'm saying whereas opposed to now it's like all right man you ain't going through that same shit now there's no way you know what i'm saying and like it put i'll give you another example we we get that vulnerability from artists, even even um even a killer Mike Michael. That's one of the better albums, one of the best albums that came out in 2023. He's vulnerable all the way through. Hence the name of the album is called Michael. You get somebody as giving it their government name, then of course, yeah, they, I'm expecting some vulnerability in these records. And um, I notice what I appreciate about that album is that. He's being vulnerable on these songs. He's speaking uh, from a standpoint that so many people can relate to, but the mix doesn't, it's, it's like it doesn't sound thin. It's punching. He's giving us that that Southern, that that bass to it. It's, it's th that's there. You got the 808s, but the beats are like punching, like the mix is there. It did. It, it, you could tell that he really sat there and literally he said it himself. Like he spent a lot of money on this project and he took his time with the output. And it's like, you can go back and revisit that album. My problem is I feel like we spend too much time. And I'm not saying like just pointing out any one specific, but I noticed that we got to be careful with that online putting so much time into like dragging an album that we don't like and the quality of it versus upholding the ones that we do appreciate. And it, 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 I'm beating a dead horse for saying that because you see it all the time. Yo, we need to talk about the albums that we love, the music that we love versus the stuff that we don't like because we get the shit that we don't like more like. It's true because now with even Killer Mike, I'm going to shout out the people that I do know that are, you know, still bigging that album up. I hear it constantly and, you know, I, I listen to the podcast. I see the takes and people, every once in a while, people jump in there. No, nah, Killer Mike album is dope. You know what I'm saying? But all it takes is one person to give a hot take about an album they don't like. 
and let that person be famous or something in, in mainstream media. And it's like that becomes the topic. And it's like, ah, see, we spending too much time. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to like, put it like this, Killer Mike album came out and I seen all of us. We, we like I say, shout out to those of us that are big enough the project still and, and, and keeping life within that project. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a dope album. Very, very dope album. I've listened since it came out because there's so much music that come out. I've probably listened like four or five times already. It's a great album, man. It gets better with every listen. But it's like it's time in the media space. It kind of just like came and went. And I don't think that's fair because he's given us that vulnerability that people, quote unquote, say they're looking for. The mix is great. The beats are hidden. Ain't none of them beats on that album whack. And it's the and it gives you that, you know, that Southern that Southern style to it or whatever. And what I mean by that is that that 808 bass heavy, um, the Southern slang and everything that's that's just so prominent still in today's uh, climate of, of hip hop. Even, um, what's another album? Oh, Shout Out to Black Milk, uh, Everybody Good, that album. Each album we've seen Black Milk release, he's becoming more and more vulnerable on these albums. But the plus to that, Black Milk is a drum snob. So while he's giving you these vulnerable uh, topics that he's rapping about that's relatable, like this whole, this album, what I gather from everybody good is like, yo, we just went through an entire pandemic, still going through one if you ask me. And it's like, we kind of swept it under the rug. And so many of us are, so many of us have been traumatized by this pandemic that we went through. And we just kind of swept it under the rug and move on like ain't shit really happened. And it's like, yo, everybody good? And if you listen to it, like he's saying shit that's very, very relatable, but the drums is just so, ah, just, just magnificent, man. The mix ain't, ain't, ain't slipping on the mix. It don't sound thin. It's like, yeah, everything is digital now. I'm pretty sure they said they're mixing stuff on, on the digital side of things and not analog like how it was back in the day. You know what I mean? But it's like, it don't feel that way. And that goes back to what Ninth Wonder was saying. The feeling is there. So I 100% get it. Like, yeah, man, we, you could do, put it like this. We don't really care about like, oh man, he didn't really, I felt like I couldn't relate and he just wasn't vulnerable, man. So it's like how you said, it, it's like, they act like it's just one or the other. You either got to be talking that fly shit or whatever. And if you ain't doing that, then you need to be real vulnerable and, and introspective. Man, J. Cole put out for your eyes only. And some of us like the album, but then on one end, they got ripped to shreds. Ripped. Man, this shit, man. I really need to go back and listen to the album, to be honest. But then he came out with KOD. People rock with it a little bit more because it had more of a um, a sound that appealed to the youth, I guess. So people was rocking with it. Like, Cole been good. At, he's been dope at rapping. He's been nice at it. But he put out that like he's always had some introspective bars like clearly from day one but he put out that album and i man i seen so many hot takes fly when that album dropped it wasn't my favorite cole album i'll say that it wasn't one of my favorites but it wasn't whack people tore that up and i'm like was it because it was introspective it's ah man he trying man he think oh he trying to be like Kendrick. man listen man cole good out here he good but I say that to say at the end of the day, man, it's like we, it's it's just about the feeling. It's really about the feeling. And, and like, 
more of the younger rappers do put out the shit where they talking that fly shit. Yeah, that's true. And it can be dope. It's cool to listen to here and there, but that that feeling do be missing. I don't know if it's the drums, maybe it's the I'm assuming the mix or something because it it just have a thin sound to it. It's like, uh, it's just I don't know. But that's that's me. Just again, this is my podcast. That's me. Like I said, I'm a drum snob. Like I even um, I was mentioning it. Shout out to uh, shout out to Jared. Got the hits. Shout out to uh. Shout out to Dean Garcia. Shout out to um, shout out to Blacksmith. Shout out to Bryce Detroit. And um, we got a group chat together, and I remember jumping in there, and I'm like, "Yo, remember like the G Unit era, like when they had that run, that crazy run, and they was just putting out like the joints. They was putting out his singles, and the drums was smacking, punching, dog, like punching. It was like." The beats felt even the, even the songs that were like driven more so toward women, the drums was smacking. At the end of the day, it felt like you could you could strip away the vocals that they were spitting on there about like talking to a chick, and you could kick a freestyle over them joints, and it it'd just be like that. This okay, this is perfectly fine because the drum the drums matter. I think the drums matter today, but it's like, it's just something that's just stripped, man. And again, maybe a music engineer or, or a producer can, can kind of, um, speak about this because it is something that's different. And, and that mix makes a difference. It is really about at the end of the day, like night wonder said, it's just to, to piggyback off of that, man, it, it definitely is like the feeling that ain't there. And we could tell the list. You can't fool the listener. We can tell it's like, we like it for a couple days and then we off of it. But it's like when that feeling is there, we hold the music up a little bit longer. Anyway, man, I don't want to keep rambling. I ain't take no notes this time around. Like I said, I thought Knife had an interesting post that he put on X about that or Twitter. And it's just all like, man, let me get behind the mic and kind of just, just share my thoughts. Because I ain't want to just load up the group chats with the same people. I know they be getting tired of me. Like, man, here you go, Allison. Here you go. Talking about this music shit. But. Those are just my thoughts. Till next time, a name tag is necessary. Peace.